It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right, it's unjust, and Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out, or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE, or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer, they will help you out. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Can you ever lose by winning? I say you can. We will talk about that on our history segment today on The Jesse Kelly Show. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The Democrats planning to expand the Supreme Court? Are they really planning to expand the Supreme Court? I will tell you. Joe Biden pulling us out of Afghanistan. 
Ashley Babbitt, the woman shot in the face by a Capitol Police officer. Officer will not face charges. I may have a different take on that than everybody else, so I would buckle up for that one. We have a former CIA agent, Drew Berkwist, on the show next hour. I was having an in-depth discussion last night. I turned on some movie. It was Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. I'd never seen it. I heard it was good. Don't look at me like that, Chris. I didn't name the movie. See, this is the worst. When you watch a movie with somebody or something, and they say a cuss word or something, and the kids are there, and everyone looks at you because you're the one. I didn't write and direct it, okay? I didn't know, and I didn't name that movie. Either way, I'm not, I'm not going to get upset with Chris right away. I'm going to calm down. But I was watching a spy movie last night, and of course I turn to the wife and I say, man, I should have been a spy. She said, you're 6'8", and people can hear you a mile away. But here's the thing, Chris. People don't realize I'm like a shadow. I'm a 6'8", what? I'm a 6'8", shadow, Chris. All right, I'm not going to get distracted. It is going to be a fun day on the Jesse Kelly Show. No, it's not your imagination. There was no show yesterday. It's a long story. I'm not getting into it. Don't worry. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It It wasn't my fault. It was Jewish producer Chris's fault. All right. we You know what we'll call that, Chris, from now on every time something like that happens? The Jewish conspiracy. Ha, ha, ha. All right, quit. Naval battles. Naval battles have always fascinated me. Now, uh, full disclosure, not as much now as the older ones did. Now, you and I don't really have a ton of experience with what they'll look like now, So let me spoil it for you. They're going to look now nothing like they've ever looked before because it's going to be all long-range missiles. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be – you're not going to have this – cannons with sails and we got him broadside. Ahoy! You're just not going to get – it's going to be 200 miles away slamming a missile into the side of the battleship and it's gone. They say that's the new thing for how technology is going to change going forward as a quick side note, that China and Russia and us, we, we invest huge amounts of money in long-range missile technology. It's really made those beautiful navies, those aircraft carriers that won World War II, kind of made them a bit more obsolete. What good is your aircraft carrier when, and I'm totally making up this number, when your plane on the aircraft has a... Thousand mile range, we'll call it. And I have a missile with a 1500 mile range. You can't get to me. I can put you at the bottom of the Pacific before you can touch me. You see what I, it's just, that's, that's how warfare advances. And I made up those numbers, but that's, that long range missile thing is a real thing. So setting aside modern naval warfare and what it'll probably look like going forward, naval warfare in general has always fascinated me for this reason. If you're a a grunt, an infantry guy like I was on the ground, your day-to-day life in combat or in the field really, really sucks. It's just terrible. There's no better way to put it. It's terrible. It's constant, constant work of oftentimes horribly boring, menial tasks. It's very critical ones, mind you, but okay, uh, pack up your stuff, 
We have to hump 10 miles this way today. Then you're going to pull out the E-tool. That's a little miniature shovel that's like a foot long. And we need you to dig a fighting hole for yourself. Okay, I'm six foot eight. The fighting hole has to essentially come up to the top of my chest. Do you have any idea how long that takes? And you're building it with a buddy. Okay, and now that that's done, we are we have to send out some patrols and then come back. And, oh, here's some crappy food. And, and look, it's just day-to-day. Life's terrible. The animals and the heat and the cold and everything else. I'm not dissuading anyone from thinking about doing it. Make a man out of you. It's a man's duty to do things like that. But day-to-day life's crappy. However, in a combat situation, it's not that it can't get dangerous. It's not that I can't die. Infantry guys die all the time. But I at least feel like if I'm my infantry company, my infantry platoon, and we get in a big fight, I feel like I get a great amount of control, a greater amount of control over whether or not I make it out of there alive. Now, I realize that's kind of ridiculous. You never know when someone's going to fire a bullet into your ear and that's your last moment on earth, but you, you feel somewhat in control. Naval battle has always fascinated me because you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean. You are 100% at the mercy of who is who's at who's at the steering wheel of yours, who's shooting from yours, who's shooting from theirs. And during World War II, we're not talking about World War II today, but during World War II, what their planes are doing, and you have no control whatsoever on whether or not you're about to die. And if you die, the best way to die on a boat is to get blown up. Because the other two options almost inevitably, well, three options, are one, you get crushed by things moving around, two, you drown, three, you burn. Not exactly the best ways to go. Oh, and if you do make it off, enjoy five days of shark-infested waters like they did on the USS Indianapolis. You see what I mean? The You go from a better day-to-day life on a boat. Not that it's lovely on a boat by any stretch of the imagination, but you go from a better day-to-day life on a naval vessel. But man, when it comes to combat time, we're talking about like some of the ships we're going to talk about today. They're firing shells at you that weigh as much as a small car. And if they hit your boat, you're not in any control of this. And it's not like you're standing up on the deck with binoculars the whole time. Up, oh, that one's coming. Better say a prayer now. Uh, you have entire crews. Uh, half the ship is below deck doing the laundry, doing various other things. You're just down there five floors down from the top. Every time you hear an explosion, you're wondering, is this my last moment on the planet? That is... A different kind of terror. Does that make sense? A different kind of terror. And it can happen all at once. It's going to happen in our battle today. One shell hits the wrong place at the wrong time. 1,500 men on board. All of them gone. Incinerated. Gone. Just just like that and it's over. You don't have a moment, unless you're talking about an atom bomb or something, you don't have a moment in regular infantry ground combat where... One second everyone's there, then a half second later, 1,500 men are gone. It's terrifying. So let's rewind. Let's go back to one of the biggest 
greatest naval battles in the history of the world. It's the year 1916, and it is World War One, And I have to make sure I am good enough about setting up a story before I launch into them because this is a problem people make. Or this is a, a mistake people make, I should say. When people tell stories, I have people email all the time and say, I love how you tell a story. I love telling a story. One, I never considered myself a good storyteller. I'm glad, I'm glad you do. Good. But two, you want to know why you think I'm a good storyteller? You really want to know why and how you can be a good storyteller? I will tell you why in just a second. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. It's awful to quit dipping. And it's awful to quit smoking. And only people who've never done it, or never done it for some time, I should say, say things like, well, why don't you just quit? Well, okay. That's so easy to just say to somebody. Why don't you just quit? One, people enjoy it. I know you're not allowed to say that now, but people enjoy it. And two, it is addictive. We know that, right? People get addicted to it. I was addicted to dipping tobacco for a long, long, long time. I needed help to quit doing that. I wasn't just going to magically do it one day. Jake's Mint Chew is how you will do it. Trust me on this. If you're smoking, if you're dipping, go get Jake's Mint Chew. Tobacco-free, nicotine-free. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Code word Jesse at checkout for 20% off. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373-Jesse-at-JesseKellyShow.com. Do not forget, tomorrow is an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. The questions are already coming in. I can tell there are going to be so many. I'm going to get to a couple today. I, I, just, I have to get to a couple of these today for you new people. As you can tell, the show, yeah, we tackle issues, we talk, we talk history, but it's not exactly a heavy show. It can get a little dark. History is a little dark, and obviously, as you know, I'm quite offensive. But I have never wanted you to finish the show and feel like crap. I just don't have a better way to put it than that. I I, I used to listen to all kinds of talk radio Obviously, most of it conservative talk radio. And while I loved it and it was smart and there's so many talented people out there, I hated that so often I finished the show and it's, uh, everything sucks. It's the end of the world. I hate that. I hate that. So I don't do that. So as you can tell, day to day, it's not going to be a beat you over the face show anyway. Friday, uh, even less so. We don't tackle any issues on Friday. None. Unless they're in your email. So when you email me something, it can be political if you want. That's fine. We tackle those. 
It could be history, food, men, women, jobs, anything you want. Stupid survival scenarios. Undoubtedly, I'll have more of those tomorrow. Who wins an animal fight between a gorilla and a grizzly bear? We've answered all these. Email your questions. Don't for a second think that you're going to email it in and, oh, that's too dumb. No, dumb's pretty much what we're going for that day. Or you can leave us a voicemail or call live, 877-377-4373. Back to the storytelling thing before I get back to my story. People talk about how uh, they love that I'm a, a good storyteller, they say. They say I'm a good storyteller, which is weird. I never considered myself that. But assuming that's correct, you know why? It's really this simple. Have you ever, have you ever had somebody read something out loud to you? And they read it to you like this. Capital Riot police officer won't face charges in his fatal shootings after the ballot of proper prosecutors. And you're all, I'm sorry, what? What's that? Do you know why they read it to you like that? Because when people read out loud to someone else, they don't change their mentality and think to themselves, I'm reading out loud to someone else. They think I'm simply reading and then voicing the words. You're not reading. You're reading to me. So read to me. The headline goes, Capitol Riot. Police officer won't face charges in fatal shooting of Ashley Babbitt, prosecutors say. That's how you read to someone. People do this on the phone all the time. People do this in the the fast food line when you're ordering food. I'd like a a number three uh, extra cheese with a Coke, please. All right, you know, next video number three at the Coke. I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand you. Could you could you say that? I didn't number three at the Coke. The same. Speak to me. People do the same thing when they tell stories. They tell a story as if the person they're telling the story to already has a good base of knowledge on the subject, or and this is really what it comes down to most of the time. What it comes down to is an ego thing. They tell a story. So the person listening doesn't get to learn the story and doesn't get to enjoy the story, doesn't get to put themselves in the story. People tell stories so they can feel smarter than the person they're telling stories to. So if it feels like sometimes they're talking above you or beyond you, they're doing that on purpose. They don't want you to feel the story. They want you to think, man, Jesse is so smart. That's the difference in storytelling. Are you trying to make yourself look smart or are you trying to put yourself in the story? 1916, World War I is raging. And prior to 1916, for hundreds of years, the British Navy has ruled the seas. Absolutely ruled the seas. And that is so critical. I've always been a huge admirer of Britain. Because when you look at that island they have, what advantage do you have up there? That place sucks geographically. And I'm not dumping on you. I mean, it's just not your home base is nothing special. I'm sorry. It's just uh, geographically, natural resource wise, it's a cold, rainy, crappy island up there. And yet they made something of themselves that is incredible. The largest empire in the history of mankind, and they maintained it forever simply by dominating the seas. 
They dominated the seas forever. And we're not going into all the details today, but Germany had just kind of recently become Germany. You know, it was Prussia and all these different Germanic things. And they just decide, okay, well, let's all just get together and call it Germany. And Germany, well, they were German. And what does that mean? It means the same thing today that it did then. Less so today, but the German people, pretty awesome. The German people are hyper-focused on math and engineering. I, I always relate to German people because they're a bit of a direct people, you could say. Not necessarily light and fluffy. Even their language, ach, dach. And even, that, even that just sounds like somebody's punching you in the face when they talk. I, I like that. Now, as we see in later wars, that kind of attitude can get you in a bit of trouble. But the German people are focused, hyper-focused. So Britain and France have been these world powers, and Britain rules the seas. And along comes Germany, fairly new nation, and Germany is killing it. This is prior to World War I. One of the main reasons they're killing it, don't laugh, don't roll your eyes. France and Britain, we have all kinds of documentation showing they were gravely concerned about this. You know one of the reasons Germany was killing it? They were cranking out babies. Their fertility rate was through the roof. Their culture placed a priority on young people getting married, moving in together, and hammering out a bunch of kids. That sounds so basic and offensive and terrible to people today. And you live your life how you want. I'm not telling you how to live. But historically, every nation in the history of mankind has understood People getting married, having babies makes for a very, very, very strong nation. It just does. Your future is constantly guaranteed. Germany is on the rise. Economically, they're just churning and burning. And Germany wants to get in on this high seas stuff too. So leading up to World War II, Germany looks around and says it's time. And they start building a navy. And... At first, I can't sniff the Navy of Britain, the greatest naval power in the world. But again, these people are Germans. It starts to do more than sniff. It starts to gain steam. And they're cranking out ships that, wait a minute, what? This, their, their battleship's actually a little bit faster than ours? With a little more armor? Wait, that can't be right. Why? Yeah, it is right. So Britain has to up their game. They do up their game and they build something. Has to be the coolest name for a ship of all time called the Dreadnought. Doesn't that just sound like a Star Wars thing or something? The Dreadnought. And this is the battleship of battleships. In fact, this became a whole class after Britain builds a Dreadnought. Now, what? See, I hate when people do this too. When you talk about things like naval warfare and you're like, it was better than all the rest of them. Okay, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, here's simply what it means. I'll tell you in a second. And don't forget, we have CIA agent Drew Berquist coming up one hour from now. He was in Afghanistan. Let's talk about pulling out.
Let me tell you something about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. These are testimonials. The, uh, listen to these. these. These are not from me. These are people who've had it. We have three of these fine products in rooms we usually occupy. Their effectiveness is great. My wife has allergies, and the allergens in the air become less intense, and she breathes better without sneezing. The clean air aroma is wonderful when you enter the room. We sleep better at night. Here's another one. Easy to use, quiet, eliminates cigarette smoke odor, smells like fresh air after a thunderstorm. Wife has allergies, sleeps through the night with no congestion. This is one, these are one of 20 that I have on my Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Go get one. You will experience the difference. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Code word Jesse at checkout for 10 bucks off. Germany starts to build themselves a navy. And what does what does it mean? This is the Jesse Kelly show. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Kelly DC. You can find me on Facebook. I'm also on locals where I can't be kicked off. But when people say one ship's better than the next ship, they never explain. It's very very simple. Here's what it means. More armor, bigger guns and faster. That's what it means. It's not more complicated than that. Uh, There are more things that go into these ships, and I love ships. There's actually one of these dreadnoughts still left in the world. It's right here in Texas called the USS Texas, but it's closed off right now for repairs. But look, I've seen a tour of it. It's really, really cool. I'll get into that in a second. But I have a hard time fitting in many of the compartments in ships because I'm six foot eight, so it just does not work very well. However, that's what they mean when they say bigger, stronger, faster. World War I kicks off. And World War I kicks off, and Britain has another kind of experimental ship they've been working with. You see, a battleship is awesome, right? Everyone can picture what a battleship looks like. Every single person has at least a decent mental image of a big battleship. Huge ship, huge guns. It's just guns coming out everywhere. A battle cruiser. What is that? It's kind of the same thing, except for one minor difference. It's super, super, super fast. Way faster than a battleship. Yet, if you were looking at it, you and I, with the naked eye, would say that's a battleship. Well, wait, how'd they do that? Well, here's the thing. Laws of physics have not changed. If something appears to be the same size and yet it's moving faster than the thing right beside it, it either has a different engine or it's much, much, much lighter. The battlecruiser is much lighter because they took all that super thick armor on the battleship and they removed it. They thought to themselves, we'll be so fast, the other ship won't be able to hit us and we'll be fine. We'll see how that works out here in just a moment. So World War I kicks off. You know this is a back-and-forth war. Germany's doing, I I mean, 
they're all doing well for themselves as far as the bravery goes, but these countries are bleeding each other dry in World War One. I'm talking about Germany, Britain, and France. There were many other players I know, including Russia and blah, 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 but I'm talking about those ones for now. They are losing men at a rate nobody's ever even heard of before, and they're sucking up vast quantities of food, supplies. You just you do that when you're at war. And think about, think about this. Think about the volume of food it takes to feed an army. And you're, if you're someone like Germany, you're having to grow and raise that? How many cattle do you have? How much cattle do you have in your country? How much corn are you growing there? It's, it's getting difficult. Britain takes that wonderful navy of theirs, and they have started to seriously squeeze Germany with a blockade. And let's talk about a blockade for just a brief moment. People love to separate themselves from the consequences of their actions to make themselves look good. I, thankfully, am a bad person, so I don't have this burden. But if I were to say blockade something to you, would you be okay with that? Do you think that's an appropriate, softer use of force? Uh, you know what? Great example right now. Iran. We have, you and I, the United States of America, we have had crippling sanctions on Iran that that idiot Biden just lifted anyway. And I support them 100%. So I'm not dogging on them, but let's you and I have a talk about that. What are sanctions to Iran? What, what are they to you and I? It's a headline. That's all. You, you, you read it as you gloss over it in the, in the morning news website you log on to and you don't really think about it again. Or you get headlines like, Iran crumbling under the sanctions. Iran almost bankrupt under the U.S. sanctions. I'm looking at a headline right here. U.S. sanctions pushed Iran to the brink of bankruptcy. And every single person who hears my voice right now is going, yeah, screw them. Okay. You're also okay with Britain blockading Germany during World War I, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, okay? You do know what that looks like on the ground, though, right? That's people starving to death. That's not necessarily the, the leaders who are leading a country astray. That's men, women, children, old people. That's children looking at mom, saying, Mom, I'm hungry. And mom saying back, Sorry, honey, there's no more food. Don't forget to make it real in your mind. I'm, again, I'm not saying sanctions on Iran are bad. Screw Iran. But understand that that's a real cost. Just because it's not a bomb with body parts and blood and bullets and smoke and fire doesn't mean it's not just as damaging. In fact, you can argue it's more. Britain was squeezing Germany hard in World War I. Germany has this wonderful navy. It's not as good as Britain's, but they're playing the same ball game now. Germany decides, okay, we've got to take some chances. Why hadn't they been taking chances? The same reason militaries don't take chances with these things today. Navies and air forces now, but especially back then there wasn't an air force. Navies cost a ton of money. Purely financially, the guy on the ground, the grunt in the fighting hole, 
He doesn't cost that much money. If you want to look at it coldly, dollars and cents, he just doesn't cost that much money. A battleship costs a fortune. And because it's naval warfare, and we talked about this in the beginning, you're one shot away from losing it. You're talking two years, three years, four years to even build one. All this money, you empty the treasury. Let's go, let's go get them, boys. Sally forth. Boom. Oh, it's at the bottom of the ocean. Like that. That kind of financial devastation is hard for a nation to withstand. So your, Germany had this navy. They just they never used it. They were focusing on U-boats and things like that, sinking things. Germany decides it's time. It's time to take some chances. We're being squeezed. We have got to break out of here with this Navy and open up some shipping lanes or our entire country is going to starve to death. The problem for Germany is they got a bit careless with something called a code book. You see, you have codes. You don't, you don't make radio calls, telegram calls, flag calls. You don't make any calls in war and say, hey, Marty, uh, it's Bob. Uh, I just wanted to let you know we're gathering four battleships at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. We'll be driving your way. Should get there around 9.30 a.m. From there, we're going to go ambush. You don't talk like that because they're always listening, too. So you speak in code at all times. Now, that works out great until you leave a code book lying around for the enemy to find, which Germany did. Britain didn't crack a code. I hear people talk about this all the time. Britain cracked the code. Britain's great at code cracking. Don't get me wrong. They didn't crack any codes here. They found the freaking code book. (laughs) That doesn't count. They find the code book, and they find out Germany has a plan. Germany's plan is this. They're going to break out. They're going to lure Britain into a trap on the water, and then they're going to bomb them off the North Sea, which will clear out everything so Germany can open up trade and get some food pouring in again. That is the plan. But Britain knows it's the plan, and Britain knows where the plan is supposed to take place. So this should all be pretty easy, right? Uh, That's where you'd be wrong. Hang on, we're going to finish the Battle of Jutland here, and then we are moving on to expanding the Supreme Court. Hang on. out catch up jessikellyshow.com hey dad your prescription will be ready in just a minute hey dad your laundry will be ready in just a minute dad your lunch will be ready in just a minute hey honey why don't you take a minute when you help care for a loved one you give them as much time as you can making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. 
Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Jesse Kelly show do not forget tomorrow is an ask Dr. Jesse Friday call with your questions email with your questions 877-377-4373 jesse at jessekellyshow.com the plan for Germany is this send our sweet navy out lure the British navy into a trap We pounce on them, we wipe them out. But Britain knows it's coming because they got the German code book, and obviously the Germans don't know it. Germany pushes out with their fleet. Britain is where Germany is going. They're waiting for them there. But there is a little twist in what's happening. The Germans split their fleet as well. The Brits see a German fleet coming. They think to themselves, nice, it's time to ambush the ambushers. And they take off after them, chasing them. The Germans see this, turn around, and head back towards their brother fleet, running away, only not running away, luring the Brits over towards the bigger one. Soon enough, it works just fine. The Brits are in hot pursuit. Yeah, we're going to get these Germans. Uh Uh-oh, that's a lot more Germans there than we had been chasing before as the German fleet links up, sinks up, and begins plowing into the British with, with, with their heavy guns. You should know, Britain outnumbers Germany. I'm not going to break down all the ships your eyes will glaze over. About 150 to 100. That's how many ships we're dealing with here. So we're large amounts of ships in all different kinds, destroyers, battle cruisers, and whatnot. But the Brits were the one who ran themselves into a trap. The Germans start firing away. And we're talking guns that fire 10 miles and more. It's, uh, the, this naval warfare, again, is so fascinating. And the Brits get a rough first day of a field test for their battle cruisers. Remember those battle cruisers, the battleships that are battleships only without the armor, and they're supposed to be so fast it won't be a problem? One of them was called the Invincible. It's at the bottom of the ocean as we speak. Why? Well, again, this naval warfare is just, it's always terrified me. It's always, It's been something, it's unique. What happened? Well, the Germans were firing away and obviously missing a bunch when you're moving and up and down in the water and they're moving and up and down in the water and you're shooting at distances of 10, 11 miles. You're going to miss more than you hit. The problem is when they did hit, they didn't just hit the Invincible. The round went right through that lightly armored side and hit the Invincible's magazine. I know what you're saying. What's a magazine? Here's what a magazine is. It's not one room. That's a, that's a, people get this wrong. It's not just one big storage room. It's one big storage area with several different rooms where you keep all the shells, all the black powder, all the everything. 
And as a little side note, you should, uh, you know what? I actually might, as soon as they open it up, I might go tour the USS Texas and take some video for you so you can picture this in your mind. Remember, these shells are way more than a human being can lift. So if you see the inside of one of these magazines from one of these older ships, you'll see a really, really cool, advanced, especially for the times, elevator system where they have cranes and hooks and pulleys and they'll they'll hook onto this shell and then it swings over to this area where it's set down and then it has to go four stories up through this chute up to the gun area where it has to be craned again. It's, I mean, huge crews. I think they said, I may have this wrong, I think they said each gun had 70 men as the crew. And when you see the, the, the things of powder and what they must have weighed, it's it just the huge guns. But think about the damage a high explosive or even armor-piercing armor round would do if it hit the magazine. Uh, let me spoil it for you. It's total damage. One of these boats, one of these boats, these gigantic, hugely expensive boats, they said was underwater completely in less than two seconds. Boom, sunk. Gone. 1,500 men. Gone. In the blink of an eye. And it happens to another one too. But the Brits had split their fleet up too. And they saw this battle was not going the way they wanted it to go. They turn around and they take off back towards the other part of their fleet. Now the Germans are in hot, hot pursuit of the Brits. And naval warfare is so funny because you don't even think about the conditions, the fog. How, what, 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 what would fog do? Remember, we're not talking about radar yet. We're not talking about planes flying overhead. Oh, you can find uh, these battleships right here at this coordinates. Even in World War I era, these guys are cruising after them, only it's the ocean. You don't know where they are. And if you lose sight of them and they get sight of you before you get sight of them, you are in very, very, very deep trouble. And wouldn't you know it, that's coming. We'll finish this up, then we'll talk about packing the Supreme Court. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
the now world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. That's right, Chris, with international downloads. Eat it. (laughs) You know what's great? Whenever you talk about this international stuff, and then we do some kind of war story or spy story or something cool like that from one of the other countries, I'll come back tomorrow, and there'll be emails from people in Britain. And lots of times it's, it's, oh, I love the story. Sometimes it's, hey, you screwed this up, which that's fine, too. It's fine, too. I mean, there's only been one perfect man to ever walk the planet, and Chris's people killed him. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Do not forget it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Tomorrow it's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Get me your questions. We'll put a bow in this story and talk about packing the Supreme Court. Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show, 877-377-4373, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. We have Supreme Court packing, backing out of Afghanistan. I have thoughts on frozen yogurt. And Ashley Babbitt was shot in the face. Cop will not face charges. I have a different take on pretty much all these things than the norm. We will go into all this today. Another... Another racial, another hate crime hoax. I know you're going to find this shocking, but all that's coming up. Let's finish up the Battle of Jutland between Britain's Navy and German's Navy in World War One. Don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on podcast. Yes, I know it's a regular terrestrial nationally syndicated radio show, not to brag, but you can catch the whole thing podcasted after the show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. You can see there are like 700 of those now, and it's hilarious. Getting some complaints that you're taking longer than 15 minutes to get the podcast up, Chris. (laughs) All right, quit. Battle of Jutland. Britain thought they were going to chase down the German Navy and hammer them. Britain found themselves running into a buzzsaw. They have boats now at the bottom of the ocean, already thousands dead. Britain takes off, joins back up with their main force. Germany finally finds them. 
but sees them a little too late, and Germany finds themselves out of position. What does out of position mean? Well, this is going to be the very last nerd-out detail I give you on anything today, but you will take this and explain it to your friends later on. Do not give me an ounce of credit. Remember, true success comes from stealing other people's work and pretending it's your own. What have I always taught you? So when you tell your friends this later on, you take full credit. In the Navy, on the seas, there's something called crossing the T. You want to do the crossing, and you don't want your T to get crossed. What's that mean? Picture a T. All right, you have the vertical part, you have the horizontal part. Your ships are on the vertical part. Someone else's ships are on the horizontal part. Who has the most guns aimed the right way? The guns are pointing out the side of the ship, remember? Yeah, the guy on the horizontal part is going to smoke you out of the water because he has all his guns pointed at you and you do not have all your guns pointed at him. The Germans run into this at this time. They still make a great show of it. The Brits do sink some German ships. But Germany turns around and takes back off. Britain decides, you know what? We have lost too much. They'd lost about 6,000 men by this point in time already. Three times the number of Germans. They'd lost more ships than the Germans. And Britain says, we can't do this anymore. And they back away. And Germany backs away. So you would call this a German win. I understand people argue that point. I'll have people in my emails tomorrow arguing that point, and that's fine because you can argue the point. It's not a decisive victory either way, but on on paper, there's not a second way to look at it. Germany, Germany won this battle. And you know what Germany did after this? Germany promptly took that great fleet that had just had a victory over the British Navy, the famed British Navy, And they went and parked it back in their ports and never brought it out again. There is such a thing as losing in victory. Why didn't Germany bring it out again? Well, I can tell you it's complicated, but it's really not complicated. The truth is, Germany tried too much, too soon, and the cost of it was too high And they didn't ever want that sting again of losing that much money, that many, that many sailors out on the seas. They simply couldn't bear that cost as a nation that was getting squeezed in the middle of a war. They couldn't bear the cost. You woke up this morning and undoubtedly, whether you rolled over, grabbed your phone and checked the headlines, I see you. I know what you do. I know what you do. Or whether you waited till you got to work and made sure the boss wasn't looking and then logged on to your favorite websites to check the headlines and see the news, you saw something to the effect of this headline from NBC News. Democrats to introduce bill to expand the Supreme Court from 9 to 13 justices. And you probably lost your mind. Your, that little vein in your forehead probably started pulsing. Blood pressure jumped 20, 30 points. As you thought to yourself, okay, this is the end of the United States of America. They're going to pack the court with four or five more justices. And we're never, ever, ever going to win another court battle again as every insane communist Democrat agenda item gets the sign sealed and delivered, approved, 
stamp from the high court in the land. I want you to take heart today. There's enough bad news. We're going to get to all the bad news. You know why you should be thrilled about this? Number one, they don't mean it. They're not going to do it. They are not going to expand the Supreme Court. It's questionable whether or not they even can lawfully do it. And so that's that would be a huge battle. One, they're not going to do it because then this is how this works. It's mutually assured destruction. Democrats expand the court to 13. Okay. Republicans take over, which eventually one day they will, Lord willing. Okay, good news. We're expanding it to 18. All our people. How's that sound? Then Democrats come back and do it again. It creates it creates a never-ending destructive cycle is what it does. They're not going to actually do it. Don't worry about that. But let's say for the first time ever, Jesse the Oracle Kelly is wrong. I like, by the way, I really like that referring to myself in the third person, Chris, with the nickname I gave myself. That's a new level of third person we will be employing on this show for quite some time. What, Chris? Anyway, let's say this is the first time in the history of man that Jesse the Oracle Kelly has been wrong about something. Let's say they do it. 13 justices. They pass all this radical garbage through Congress. All gets signed into law. Let's say they do it. You know what that does? That rapidly advances something that should happen anyway. How long have I been talking to you about the idea of a national divorce? Did you think I was just doing that for shock radio talk? We are a separated nation. We are two different nations. I'm not even going to point fingers, although I'm happy to, but I'm not going to point fingers. A nation is only a nation if a nation shares common values. Otherwise, there's no reason to be a nation or on a smaller level, a, a tribe. It, it, think of uh, Indians, American Indians. You got a tribe of 50 of them. Why are they a tribe? Well, there's safety in numbers and they choose to live, work, and worship together because they share common values and expanding that out to a nation. There's no other reason to be a nation. Otherwise, you might as well just go be by yourself. You choose to become a nation because there's huge safety and oftentimes prosperity in numbers, and we share common values. Well, what if you stop sharing those values? What if you don't have any common values anymore? Well, then you're no longer a nation. Now you're a powder keg waiting to blow. So there's no reason to do this. So where am I going with this? I'll explain in a second. And we are 15 minutes away from CIA agent telling us about Afghanistan stuff. Hang on. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet, maybe they're animal smells, maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever owned in my life. 
this thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 